your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch, and today we're going to be talking about and recapping the St. Louis Blues 6-3 victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets. So we're going to be talking about that a lot, uh, a little bit of St. Louis Blues news to break down. Logan Brown has been called up, Clem Costin has been put on injured reserve, James Neal has been put on injured reserve, so the Blues are kind of in a familiar position uh, with the injury bug biting them again. So we're going to be talking about all of that as well as the future implications of this gauntlet of games, the next four that we have against the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers. But before we hop into that, I want to thank you guys once again for making us your first listen of the day. Uh, you can stream us on anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can listen to us on YouTube with your cup of coffee, on your morning commute to work, to school, whatever it might be. Uh, we just want to thank you guys deeply for that. So without further ado, let's hop into it. The Blues won 6-3 to three in commanding fashion against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, the Blue Jackets did not have Merzlikens in goal, but Corpusalo, uh, in my opinion, played a really great game. And in the first period, it looked like it was going to be one of those teams. The Blues looked just kind of tired in the first period. They didn't really have a lot of energy. And, I mean, both teams were playing on a back-to-back. So, to some degree, you can kind of expect them to come out and be a little flat and tired. But uh, I think Craig Berube let them hear it in the first intermission. And the second period was indicative of that. They just absolutely came out and looked like a completely different team. Put three goals up on them in the second period, three goals up on them in the third period. Uh, so when you round it out, uh, those 40 minutes look good on paper. But I think sitting at home as a Blues fan, like obviously a, a lot of people had uh, massive emotional reactions to losing to the Arizona Coyotes, right? And then you kind of have that same, you swing all the way on the spectrum to massive emotional reactions uh, when we see games like this against the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are are a pretty good team this season. They've beaten uh, some high-powered offenses, and uh, their resume's looking pretty good. So after the Coyotes game, you kind of start back at square one, right? Because we had built up this resume and built up this team for so long, and kind of the expectations were going with it. And you're like, wow, this team could be really special. All the names on paper, all the depth that we have, like if the defense figures it out. You know, all the things that we've been talking about all season long, and then the Coyotes game happens, is like, okay, you got to kind of build yourself back up and uh, rebuild that resume to kind of solidify in the fans that, hey, this team is the real deal and they're not. The team that we saw against the Coyotes is not the team that we're going to see in the playoffs and not the team that we're going to see uh, down the stretch to make the playoffs. So I think the Blues have kind of done that. Obviously lost two rough ones in the Red Wings and the Blackhawks, I believe. So uh, you were dipping down a little bit there too, but to come out and put on the show that they did, especially after the first period, because I feel like we talked about this team too, like playing a full 60 minutes and uh, there's times where they only play one period or like only play two periods. But when you only play two periods uh, playing the hockey that they did last night, uh, you don't even have to play a full three because this team is so talented that I mean, you're slinging pucks around left and right, Buchnevich, Tarasenko, Jordan Kyrou, Robert Thomas. I mean, you have you have the firepower here, which Kyrou and Thomas, by the way, goals, assists, and Points and everything are like one and two and almost the top of everything. So that just kind of reinforces the mindset of the transition that this team is going from one core kind of to uh, the next core and the future of the St. Louis Blues. So I, I really do think that 
a transition year like that is is when teams go on an app an absolute tear through the playoffs and just uh, kind of take care of business against anyone and everyone. I don't think there's anyone that the Blues uh, should be afraid of in terms of a matchup. And I think I think there's teams that obviously will be a a tall mountain to climb, like as we saw with the Oilers are a very good team, and the Canes are up there. The Capitals are probably up there, and but it's not the same feeling as last year to where. You look at the matchup against the Colorado Avalanche and be like, "There, I don't see any scenario where this Blues team can stack up and come out of this with a victory, even if it goes seven games." And lo and behold, you get swept in four. So I think if I'm if I'm a Blues player, there should be a little bit of pent up angst about losing in the first round two years in a row, especially after getting swept by the Avs, who. I mean, Kadri's absolutely tearing it up right now in McKinnon's absence too, so they're not to be taken lightly either, but I think this Blues team is, I, I think it's doing all the things right now that you want from them, and kind of like I've been saying, that the Blue Jackets game that happened last night is is exactly what happens when this team is firing on all cylinders and everybody is doing what they're capable of. Anytime you've got a period where, I think for the majority of that second period, uh, the Blue Jackets had like three shots on goal or just something ridiculous. And that's not even that's not even the Blues playing good defense. It's more of them controlling the offense, right? And like putting so much pressure on the Blue Jackets defense that they have to like dump the puck out of the zone just so they can get a line change. And then the Blues go back, take it back in, and then possess the puck for like three more minutes at a time. So I think as much as we talk about the fact that defense could very well be uh, the eventual downfall of the St. Louis Blues this season. If their offense plays well enough and not plays well enough as in scores seven goals a night or like they've got some guy that scores like 45 goals, it's it's just everyone kind of buying into that system of like the possession game, right? And like you don't even have to have uh, scoring chances to wear down the opponent because at the end of the day when it comes down to Blues hockey, um, Maybe this team is not as physical as we've seen in the past, and maybe they're not hitting people at the same rate. But when you're cycling pucks and cycling pucks and the Blues get three line changes and the Blue Jackets haven't even had one yet, that's still going to wear teams down. And it's not the same thing as like getting an elbow in your face like against the boards, but it's the same thing as like sucking the wind out of your team and like... I don't know any team that does enough cardio that can that can hang with a team like the St. Louis Blues when they're possessing the puck uh, at their best. So I think that's why as you've got you've got a lot to be desired on the back half of this Blues team, and I think the struggles of Scandella and the rawness of Scott Perunovic and uh, whatever it might be, the offense can help alleviate that by not only good back checking but also by possessing the puck, and I feel like the Blues did a fantastic job of that, while also creating a ton of scoring chances at the same time. Now, speaking of chances, we're going to have a chance to talk about and discuss the injuries that the Blues are dealing with when we come back, but before we do, I want to talk to you guys about a chance to switch to the power of saving money with Boost Mobile, because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all of the latest episodes, the power of three unlimited data lines for $30 a month per line so your family can harness all of that brain power too, and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks. You can do it all at the speed of 5G with Boost Mobile, and with all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? 
Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Now, disclaimer, free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers or coverage not available everywhere or for all phones networks. So see BoostMobile.com for details. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, so the Blues have been bit by the injury bug once again. James Neal has been designated for long-term injured reserve. Clem Costin has been designated for long-term injured reserve. David Perron is still hurt. We really don't know the full extent of that injury, but it looked like it could have been a hit to the head. And with his concussion history, we have no idea what's going to happen. He didn't play last night. The Blues went with 11 forwards and 7 defensemen. I think uh, Robert Bertuzzo was the extra D-man. And before the game, Craig Berube said that one of their players was questionable and that they could potentially go with 10 forwards and 8 defensemen. So uh, it's really up in the air to kind of see what the Blues uh, will do to fix this problem that they have currently moving forward. Uh, They did call up Logan Brown, who's been having a great season with the Thunderbirds in the AHL. And if you remember, Logan Brown was the player that was traded for Zach Sanford, who's also been kind of tearing it up for the Ottawa Senators. Um, I've had a couple Senators fans in my mentions after, I think Zach Sanford scored a hat trick or something like that, that said uh, that they won the trade and all of those things. And I think for the Blues, it was still, at the time, especially it was the priority there was cap space. So uh, you were moving out a guy that was essentially the scapegoat of the fan base and the roster, essentially. Everyone looked to him uh, when things weren't going their way. So it's like a two-for-one deal. You move him out, you move his contract, and you bring in a guy that is not only from St. Louis, but he's only 23 years old uh, and was a high draft pick. So he's still got a lot of time to figure things out. And as we kind of seen with Tage Thompson, not like not everybody's always going to come in and let, light the league on fire like Kale McCarr or be as good as somebody from day one like Scott Prunovich. And Scott Prunovich is 24, so he's older than Logan Brown. Even though it's, it sometimes feels like the timelines for the, these players are kind of, they're kind of strange and they get they can get you confused easily. But but yeah, the, I mean the guy had six goals, eleven assists, so seventeen points in nineteen games played uh, down in the A. So it's close to a point per game, which is obviously quality and things you love to see from a guy that's kind of struggled in the early goings of his career. And even if he wasn't with the Blues, obviously they're gonna root for the guy because he's a STL native. So uh, even more so him with being the being with the Blues now and being from St. Louis, you'd, you'd love nothing more than to see a guy uh, come all the way up and prosper in the playoffs like like someone like Pat Maroon or almost like a David Freeze aspect, right? So it always feels like there's some kind of magic surrounding those players that uh, play for the home team. I mean, we saw it with the, with the Braves and Dansby Swanson in the World Series too. So if, if he can <laughs> provide any of that magic, even if it's like a Troy Brower game-winning goal, that, that's his entire claim to fame and helping them move on to the next round. I'll be okay with that. I'll, I'll chalk that up. I still think it's a win for the Blues, but I'll chalk that up as uh, an even bigger swindle for Doug Armstrong once again. Add it to his, add it to his repertoire, you know? Dakota Joshua came in, got called up uh, to fill a role in the bottom six. I thought he played fine. It's kind of guys... I mean, not that you can mix and match everyone in the bottom six because I think Sunquist and Barbashev and uh, Bozak, really, guys like that are... Are, are hard to come by in this league, uh, especially in a bottom six role. But Dakota Joshua has kind of came in and filled the role that Clem Costin has. Maybe Clem Costin has a little bit more offensive potential, but 
in terms of hitting people, Dakota Joshua is right there. So, uh, and physicality he brings, I think that's fine. But really, the big question mark is how are you going to replace David Perron if and when he does miss a uh, sustained amount of time? And I think there's a couple layers to that question, right? Because we've seen Jordan Cairo consistently in the top six throughout this season. I think he deserves to be in the top six in some sort of capacity. Uh, Tarasenko feels right being on that second line and being with Robert Thomas. Ryan O'Reilly has kind of had a struggling season so far. He has as many points on the season as Tory Krug. Uh, so if that puts into perspective uh, what you're kind of dealing with, same amount of goals and same amount of assists, three and seven. Ryan O'Reilly and Tory Krug. So I thought that was an interesting stat. And I don't think that's sustainable for Ryan O'Reilly because he is one of the premier players in the league. Uh, but it is interesting... Uh, as as far as where we're at right now goes, because Robert Thomas is playing absolutely out of his mind, and he's he's shown that he's reliable in faceoffs. He's shown, I mean, those zone entries are just the zone entries of him and Jordan Cairo are by far like they just look like they're easy doing it consistently on a nightly basis. So I don't know. It's not to say that Robert Thomas is more valuable than Ryan O'Reilly, right? But I think right now it's unfair not to ask the question right just because robert thomas is putting up i mean he's, he's fifth in the league in assists right now and jordan Cairo's doing his thing so it's like at what point do you consider moving ryan o'reilly to the second line moving robert thomas to the first line and moving tarasenko up there too since they have that connection and i don't know i don't think it really matters as much for the st louis blues because like everyone talks about, they kind of split their ice time evenly. But David Perron, that's a lot of minutes to fill for anybody. So whoever you're going to insert in that position, whether it's Kairu, whether it's Shen coming back and trying to fill that role, which seems like a tall task for somebody that just came off the injured reserve, whether it's Buchnevich who's looked good, there's a whole lot of things, there's a whole lot of variables in place for the Blues to kind of consider, right? And I think they had Saad on the third line tonight but I mean with the way that he's played at times this season he could very well be in the top six too so and Barbashev as well I think he had two goals on the night last night too so it really does feel like any one of those guys could potentially see themselves in the top six at some point if uh, Craig Bruby wants to throw the lines in a blender but like I said David Perron is a very important part of this team this leadership group uh, and with the season that he had last season, obviously this season hasn't been the same, uh, but that's not to say that he couldn't get there eventually, and he still plays with the same IQ, plays with the same grit and tenacity uh, as as a lot of other veterans in the league, but I think he's in a pack of his own. So uh, to be missing him for any amount of time, much less if he does hit the long-term injury reserve, uh, it's going to be tough for the Blues. So there are going to be people... Obviously, Cairo and Thomas are your staples right now. Tarasenko, uh, Buchnevich have looked recently like they're kind of firing on all cylinders. Barbashev has looked great all season long, but someone is going to have to step up uh, that's not one of those guys. And I'm hoping that it's going to be Ryan O'Reilly as he starts putting pucks in the back of the net, getting that confidence. He's been putting shots on, which is great, and he's been creating chances, but um, I'm hoping that he's going to pick up his pace a little bit to uh, where we saw last season where he had 24 goals. It was close to the team lead uh, in goals. I think he, sh he was shooting like 18% last season, which is just stupid high. and It's a shortened season, so 
take it with a grain of salt, obviously, but this season he's shooting 8%, which is his lowest shooting percentage. And it's a small sample size, I know, but I'm just throwing stats out there for you. Uh, that's his uh, smallest shooting percentage since his rookie season. So kind of put things in perspective of what Ryan O'Reilly is doing right now. Obviously, he's still doing great from the faceoff dot, 56%. Uh, for you there, so he he's gonna win you faceoffs regardless. You can win him with his eyes closed and a hand tied behind his back. But uh, if Robert Thomas is doing that as well, and he's also whipping 15, 18 assists, whatever he's up to now, uh, I th- I think the argument could be made that Robert Thomas is more valuable currently at this date, eleven twenty eight. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen a, like three weeks down the road, and obviously Ryan O'Reilly should. Uh, be the catalyst for your team in any capacity um, but th- with the way that Robert Thomas is slinging passes right now finding Vladimir Tarasenko and open ice finding Jordan Cairo on the power play I mean he's putting it right on the tape and getting these guys I, you're, you, anytime you get the goalie going east to west like that so fast I mean that Buchnevich goal just tic-tac-toe action like you read about and I think a lot of the reason why Robert Thomas was such a highly touted prospect is because of that. And if he can add that scoring capability, which he's got two goals on the season, uh, and it seems like he's shooting more and more when he's in those uh, slot positions and in those scoring opportunities. So it's going to be interesting to see how that narrative unfolds for the rest of this season because like Ryan O'Reilly is getting older, and I'm not saying he's going to retire next year or whatever, but he's getting up there in age. So at some point you have to think like all this training, all these miles on a guy, like it's going to start to wear you down and you will see a drop in production. I'm not saying that's this season, but I am saying that like at some point that is going to come, whether we want it to happen or whether uh, we don't think it'll ever happen. Like at some point it has to happen. It's just the nature of the beast, right? And Robert Thomas is so young the more that he develops and the more that he learns, he's just going to keep trending upward. So at some point, they're going to kind of cross. Uh, their projections are going to cross. And I feel like Robert Thomas will overtake Ryan O'Reilly. So it'll be interesting to see. And like I said, I don't know if that's going to be this season. I don't know if that's going to be three seasons from now. But at some point, I do believe that is going to happen. And uh, so it's just something to keep an eye on, right? And something else to keep an eye on is these next four games against the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do, we need to talk about something else to keep an eye on, and that is Bet Online and your money lines. Because Bet Online has been doing great things for a long time, and it is getting close to Christmas. So if you need a little bit more money in your pocket, uh, you can bet online at Bet Online because they remain your number one spot for all the sports action this Christmas. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on to receive your bonus. It's not just about football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of, of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet, on, bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's at Bet Online. Check them out right now. You will absolutely not regret it. And while you're there, check out our friends over at Built Bar. 
because Cyber Monday is here and it's the best Monday of the year and Built.com is the place to aim your mouse. Get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That is 20% off site-wide and even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Broth, and Built Swag. A brand new Built Bar flavor has landed just in time for Cyber Monday. It's called Caramel Almond Delight and it delivers everything it promises. Caramelized chocolate check, almonds check, delightful double check. So be sure to get yours before they're gone. They only have 150 calories and 17 grams of protein. And this season, maybe you're craving white chocolate for a limited time. Get a special new Built Bar Puffs flavor, white chocolate cheesecake. Oh my God. The yummy protein treat filled with marshmallowy center covered in white chocolate only has 140 calories and 17 grams of protein. Tis the season to save and to give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. So go to Built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything. Head to Built.com, enter the code LOCKED20 before it's too late. All right, let's talk about these matchups. So Tampa Bay Lightning, two games in a row, starting Tuesday. Not in a row. They're not back-to-back. But two games in a row starting Tuesday and then two games in a row against the Florida Panthers. If you follow me on Twitter, uh, you've probably realized the importance that I've placed on these games because it's kind of another measuring stick, right? We kind of... We had shortcomings against the Canes and the Oilers. I thought we played them well, but didn't come away with the victories, obviously. So you lost a game against the Red Wings. You lost a game against the Blackhawks. If we would have lost another game and made it a three-game losing streak against the Columbus Blue Jackets going into this four-game matchup, I would have been very scared and very concerned. But uh, with the play that the Blues showed last night against the Blue Jackets in the second and third period, I think that gives them the confidence. And it almost feels like in their post-game press conferences too they kind of felt like hey like something something clicked for them right it's like okay we can hang with anybody when we're playing hockey like this but it's a very stark contrast from the first period of what we saw against the blue jackets uh and the the entire rest of the game doesn't really tell doesn't really tell the entire story i think the blues dominated that game for the most part in those last two periods but it, it didn't feel that way in the first period so like I said, I'm hoping that that clicked in their mind and that consistency will kind of follow through, especially against these teams that are sure to be in the playoffs at the end of the season. I'm hoping Robert Thomas cons- continues his consistency. I'm hoping Jordan Cairo continues his. I'd like to see a little bit more production uh, from Ryan O'Reilly. And as I said in the last segment, somebody's going to have to step up in David Perron's absence, whether it is Braden Shen, even though he's just ripe back from an injury, uh, whether it's Barbashev, even though he's kind of stepped up this entire season and been uh, consistently one of our better forwards. If it's O'Reilly, if it's Saad, if it's Bozak, somebody's going to do it. I can feel it coming, um, and I'm excited to see who it's going to be, but I think that's all the time that we have for today. So thank you guys so much for listening to the Locked On Blues podcast. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to and subscribe to us on YouTube. That way you never miss an episode. You can turn notifications on there as well. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at 1215. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, Let's go Blues.